Bang bang. Welcome to the party is brought to you by Bet with Joel. Bet with Joel is the best in uh, in sports betting predictions or or research advice. He sends that shit through to your email and you bet on that straight away and you get you you get that money. It's an investment, it's not gambling. Well, it is gambling. Let me te- let me be frank with you. It's been three weeks. It's been about three weeks of just, you know, a bit of punishment. The bankroll's taken a bit of a hit. But let me tell you this. Today, well, yesterday for you guys, um, it, it looked like a bit of a sniff of a, an upward turn here. I think we're about to start making some serious cash. So um, if you want to jump on at the right time, I think now is the time. This is NBA season. We got bets every day coming in. You want to you wanna make that cash, dude? Betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Okay? P-O-double-D-Y. You understand? And enter promo code potty exclusive 5-0. That's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription. No lock-in subscriptions. You can exit at any time. Do you want to, though? Now, that's, now that's a different question. Do you want to... Support the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store. Buy yourself a silky smooth, butter soft, um, you know, swag, swagged out, unsourced t-shirt. Guess what happens when you do that? 5% of all sales for the month go to a different charity every month. Last month it was challenge kids for cancer, you know? Supporting, supporting kids get by that's got cancer, doing whatever we can. And now it's Movember. We're, you know, we're fighting, we're fighting men's mental health. We're taking it on head on. All right. So that's welcome to the potty.com slash store. Buy yourself a t-shirt. 5% of all proceeds goes to Movember this month. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, Welcome to the party, bung bang! It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, cause I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI podcast, and the captain, the uh, the Chris Clangle of podcasting. That's right. On the weekend, me and Rach, you know, we took it easy. I told you guys on uh, the the uh, Sunday episode, which was recorded on Saturday, that I had a uh, a uh, baby shower to go to, and I did that, and I only had four beers, and I drove home, bro. So I, I was saying that I hope that I didn't lie about um, you know, my my not going in that Saturday, and I didn't, I didn't lie, I didn't go in, came home. Took it easy. My lady, she's a bit she's a bit ill at the moment. So we were just in here watching TV and, and movies and all that. Um, oh, so that does mean I got a couple of Clay's reviews today. Fantastic. We haven't done that for a while. Um, yeah, it was real low-key, son. Um, but yeah, Sunday. Sunday, we uh, you know woke up early because we, we were healthy. We weren't hungover or nothing. And um, we went out to Clarendon. Now, that's a little place in the Adelaide Hills out here and uh, they they have a few um, 
uh, uh, Christmas tree farms. So we went and we chose a tree. We cut that bitch down, brought it back, decorated it. And uh, that's why I'm the Chris Klangle of, uh, of podcasting because the Christmas spirit in this bitch is high. Understand? We're going to like the Christmas spirit in this motherfucker, bro. It's lit. And this morning I, uh, I got Rachel's, um, well, I didn't get it. I ordered Rachel's Christmas present. So I'm done for Rachel. Got to get my, um, mom and stepdad something. And I probably won't get my dad and brothers and shit. I, won't pro- I probably won't get them anything. Cause they're up in, they're up in, uh, far North Queensland, bro. So I'm not even going to see them. I'll just give them a phone call or something, you know? But, dude, I'm, I'm Chris Klang with the fuck out right now. What else, dude? I did a uh, I did a set last night, open mic, five minutes, same shit. I need to really get Ryan's new shit. I did write a little bit more shit as well yesterday. So, um, I have been writing more than, than usual, which is good because I was, I did have writer's block for quite some time. But, yeah, we got, we got some of that. We got some of that happening. Um, how was my set? It was fine. Um, I, I messed up one word at the end. Um, so, I mean, it didn't really matter since everybody left after the second bracket and I was, uh, I was in the third bracket. So there was about fucking nine people left over doing comedy too. So that was, you know, that's annoying, but you still gotta, you still gotta bring the energy and try and make them laugh. And, um, I wasn't really getting belly laughs tonight. I mean, last night, um, I was getting more chuckles and, and snickers. But, you know, it's better than better than nothing. The, the MC came up to me, said good set, which was nice. Um, one of the comics, though, came up to me later and she was like, um, she was like, oh, I'm running a, uh, a uh, writing course, like, you know, joke writing course next year, like around time of the Fringe Festival. And uh, you should do it. Uh, there's limited spots available and, you know, trying to offer them to people we think will get the most out of it. Now, now is that, now I need probably somebody to write in and give me some advice on that. It was that a diss? Was that a, you really need work type of situation? Or was that a, um, you know, you've got, you've got potential and I want you to do the, or was that just a sideways sales pitch that didn't work out? Cause I'm not sure how to take it. I took it negatively to be honest. And I had some trouble sleeping last night about it. I was like, fuck, my, my set must have been shit. You know, that's how I was feeling. And then this morning I woke up and kind of thought about it more. And I'm, I'm still confused about it, but maybe it didn't, wasn't supposed to come up like that. But if she was trying to get in my head, let me tell you this. She succeeded, bro. Um, she succeeded, dude. All right. So I don't know. But that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much all the news I got for you. Um, but like I said, dude, we got some Clay's reviews. I'm just trying to remember what, what I've been watching. Trying to remember what I've been watching. But um, while I try to remember, Money Making Mitch, why don't you hit us with that shit? Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. Um, okay, so I put up this... Well, Rachel... Well, I put up the tree and Rachel decorated it. Um, and so when we did that, we were in the mood to watch like a Christmas movie, right? And we watched this shit called Christmas Break-In. Came out last year, 2018. 
Um, it stars it stars your man Danny Glover, um, Denise Richards, and Denise Richards. Um, I I call her uh, the the BMK. You know, black man's kryptonite. Um, uh, Denise Richards. Now she's special. Now did she get? Has she had some work? Yes. And her mouth. Her mouth's a weird shape and all this, but she is, um, she is like the, the, uh, epitome of like a, um, she'll give you, she'll give you whatever the, uh, she'll give you white, uh, white woman syndrome. Okay. She's the epitome of what will give you that. Now there's younger versions of it, but she, I'd say she was the OG, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you, you can start thinking of your Marilyn Monroe's and your Jackie Onassis and things like that. But I think Denise Richards is, she's, she would be the final boss. If you played like a white woman version of Mortal Kombat, I think Denise Richards w- would be the final boss of it. Cause she, yeah, she's BMK, bro. Um, so she was in it, which, you know, I enjoyed like having a quick squeeze at her, but really, um, really you're looking more at, um, Danny Glover and the little the little girl in it too, um, and I guess it's basically just Home Alone, but instead of being Home Alone, the little girl's in at a school alone, and there's the bad people. They they rob a Salvation Army, and their getaway vehicle is an ice cream truck, and so they get called the Ice Cream Truck Bandits, and that's basically instead of the Wet Bandits in Home Alone. So it's a direct rip of Home Alone. Um, except really shitty. So, um, dude, I honestly tuned out probably 12 minutes into the movie and I know exactly what happened. Um, you know, the bad guys got caught. They, you know, they fell for the traps that the little kids set and all this fucking lame shit. Um, dude, I, do I wish I I didn't watch it? Well, no, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it so I can tell you guys not to. Okay. Um, I'm giving this motherfucker 2.5 out of 10. Um, it was it was a waste of time. Um, did it make my heart feel like Christmas? No, no. And Home Alone did. Um, Die Hard did. So that's you know these are what you got to think about. You got to think about you know uh, ne- uh, uh, Friday After Next. You know these fantastic classic Christmas films. Um, the Santa Claus. Elf, it makes your heart sing. And we're talking about a Christmas break-in, um, which is basically, yeah, basically Home Alone um, for, you know, terrorists or something. Um, that's the type of budget I'd say we're working with. Um, and then I watched, uh, I, I combated that with a film that I knew was going to be good. You know, sometimes you watch a bad film, it's like, i got to even myself out now with a good film. So I went and watched um, a, a new film on Netflix. Uh, and also that bullshit Christmas film was also on Netflix. But this film was is on Netflix. A lot of hype surrounding it. It's called Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy. And um, I don't know if you guys know who Rudy Ray Moore is, but he basically was this comedian who did like poetry. Uh, you can you can listen to him on uh, Spotify, Rudy R-U-D-Y, Ray Moore, M-O-O-R-E. Um, you can listen to him on Spotify. Uh, and it's basically, he's got like some jazz playing in the background and he does explicit poetry 
um, basically tells stories of like pimps, players and hustlers. Um, and then he became like a movie. He, he used to make his own movies and shit. And um, he's insp- he's been an inspiration for a lot of rappers. Snoop Dogg. Um, Snoop Dogg reckons there'd be no Snoop Dogg without Rudy Ray Moore. Shit like that, dude. Um, and uh, yeah, he would tell stories of this dude named Dolomite, who's like a pimp. And he lived basically as Dolomite, this character that he created. Um, well, he didn't create it. He, he got told stories by this, just like this hood figure named Rico that told him these stories and he was like shit i'm gonna make this thing like i'm gonna make this character come to life and he did that um and he funded his own movies and shit he was just a straight up hustler man and i gotta tell you i was inspired by this shit i was first of all inspired by the actual story and the man um rudy ray moore slash dolomite i was inspired by his hustle and like believing in himself and really making shit happen it made me really want to uh you know make sure that i fucking you know Keep keep doing this comedy shit and see what see what happens with it or whatever. Um, but uh, also just Eddie Murphy's performance, dude. Like he, I forgot I was watching Eddie Murphy a little bit. I thought I was watching Rudy Ray Moore, bro. Um, so dude, I loved it. I fucking loved it. I was uh, I was in my element watching this shit and I felt a little bit emotional. I didn't cry or nothing, but at the end I felt a bit emotional. I felt real inspired by it. So. Um, and, um, it, I don't know if it was intended or if it was part like, but they went like, they, they was trying to really promote like body image in it, like loving your body or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know, they did it in a, in a good, in a tasteful way where they weren't just pushing it the whole time. Like, like if you go see Ocean's 8 or, um, The Kitchen. These movies are just like, we're women and we're strong and we can do this and we can do that for the whole fucking 90 minutes. But this movie, like a couple times they mentioned weight or whatever, or like, I'm not sexy, but I do this and whatever, like a couple times and it fit in with the story and everything. And, um, you can do that shit without shoving it down people's throats, you know, no Bruno. So, um, I appreciated the way that they were able to handle that without, you know, making me just fucking mad. So that was good too, man. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. 8.5 out of 10. And I feel like I don't, I don't get the opportunity to actually give good scores like that all the time. There's a lot of shit out there. Um, but I highly recommend watching Dolomite is my name. Even if you haven't heard of Rudy Ray Moore before, um, it's still a great movie. Uh, it's funny. It's, um, inspiring. Um, now, I don't know if everyone's going to feel that it's inspiring, but I certainly felt like this dude believed in himself, man, and he really fucking made something of himself um, against the odds, against the fucking odds. Um, so that's, that's yeah, 8.5, dude. That shit was dope. Um, and we gotta, we're going to head straight into some fucking poor posture here. Poor posture of the week. All right, bro. Um... Israel Folau, he's he's on one again. He's on one again. Um, so this dude, he's a, if you don't know, he's a rugby player. Um, he's he he loves religion. He thinks religion is real. Um, and hey, each to their own, bro. Each to their own. You think you think religion is a thing? You think there's God and, and all that? Talking about um, you're not allowed to be gay or have abortions and shit. So this fuck boy. 
Um, and that's how I talk about Israel Folau, dude. And if he says, can I come on the podcast? He, he certainly can. Um, but I'm definitely going to have weapons on me. Because um, he's a strong looking dude. He could definitely, you know, toss me. Um, no Bruno, not talking about my salad, but I mean probably through a window. He could toss me through a window. Um, so if he comes on the podcast, like for sure, um, just understand I've got a knife on my person. Um, for for self-defense, no, I'm not talking about I want to murder anybody, but just for self-defense in case he gets mad at me. Because this is how I feel like talking to him right now. Is um, uh, Shut the fuck up, dude. This motherfucker, you know all these bad fires in uh, LA right now? Yeah, well, we got even worse ones in in New South Wales, dude. Um, so you really you really don't need to say things like this. Same sex marriage and abortion are the reason that these fires are happening. And uh, and thanks Tom, whoever Tom is, for sending this in because um that is some fuck shit, dude. Um, this is both listen to this fuck shit and um uh. Uh, uh, poor posture. This is what he says. What you see out there in the world, it's only a little taste of what God's judgment is like. The news is saying these bushfires are the worst we've ever seen in Australia. They haven't seen anything. God is speaking to us, speaking to you to repent and to turn away from this. And um, kudos, kudos to, um, you know, the Catholic Church for making people like this. You are, you are, absolutely you've mastered um brainwashing and congratulations you guys should come to the next variety show that i do and instead of doing um magic you could probably do hypnosis or some shit you know this generation is full of arrogance and full of pride he said they want to turn their back on god they don't want to know one bit who god is because they're so immersed in their sinful wicked evil ways at some stage, each and every one of us will face our own fiery furnace. And some of us may have already faced that. In your workforce, if they're telling you something that will compromise your faith, this is a test of faith in which you're going to be put in a challenge. And the question is, what are you going to do? With these guys, they were challenged and it was a matter of life and death, physical death. But they understood their treasures were stored up in heaven, not here on earth. And you got to understand that this motherfucker's sick. This motherfucker has forgot that um, that he, you know, he he thinks that he he doesn't have free will, you know, or maybe he thinks he does, but he's better than it or something, because because apparently God gave us free will or something like that. You know, I'm not a religious dude, but I'll tell you this: um, religion is backwards, dude. Think think about you know one of the most like diplomatic religions, Buddhism, right? And the, the, is it the Dalai Lama? Hold on. Is the Dalai Lama Buddhist? And we're going to have to uh, Google that. Dalai uh, Lama. We'll go there and we'll see what it says. His holiness. Um, he looks Buddhist, you know? And is that, I don't know, is that racist? Uh, yeah. Spiritual leader of Tibetan Buddha, Buddhism. Now, let me tell you, do you want to know how the Dalai Lama gets chosen? Um, um, so, if this dude dies, what happens is they, they basically, whoever's underneath him, the other, like the, the other dudes, they start searching for a, a, a newborn baby. Because they say that, because it's all about um, 
reincarnation. And so they say that his energy goes into a newborn baby, right? That that is like born on the on the same day that he died, or, or around the same time that he died, or some shit, right? So they go and find this kid, and they bring these artifacts, or like his glasses, and and then they they bring they bring some other shit, like like glasses that wasn't his, or whatever. And then they bring it, and they put that shit in front of a baby, and if the baby chooses the right shit. They're like, oh, that's the Dalai Lama. And they take the baby and they start grooming him to become this, this fucking spiritual leader, this religious figure, right? And even this, this Dalai Lama, who is, I believe, the 14th um, of, the, of the DLs, um, uh, he, he's, he reckons that they're going to try and move away from that now because basically it's, you know, they're, they're stealing somebody's child and teaching them to be the DL. Um, and, and I'm not talking about D.L. Hughley. I'm talking about D.L. Dalai Lama. Um, D.L. 14, I think we're on. So, um, yeah. So that's basically, he's saying we need to stop brainwashing. Like, I, I'm a, I'm, I was brainwashed as a child to be this dude. So I'm not going to, we're not going to try and do that next time. You know, so I'm just, I don't know. I don't remember why I'm talking about that. But Israel for loud, bruh. You need to, um, you know, you need to roll out because your muscles is constricted and you're fucking, you're all bent out of shape, bro, bro. Um, what else have we got here? Thanks, Tom, for sending that in. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, bride arrives in, to wedding in a, in a coffin because she wanted to be different. And, um, that sounds like a white person did that. Um, but but it, let me be honest with you, it's a black woman, um, heavy woman, so I don't know who was carrying the casket. But um, uh, Isabel sent this in, so I like it when uh, ladies send these in. Um, an unidentified bride pulled up, pulled a weird stunt at her wedding as she arrived at her reception venue in a coffin. Um, yeah, and that's basically what I already said, but I don't need to read this whole article to, to, to let you know that the coffin was likely too small and she, she was like, she was, she was shaped as a number six in there to fit in that bitch. So straighten, straighten your spine out. Um, lady, um, Jenny, apparently her name is, but thanks for sending that in Isabel. Um, Jenny's a wild bitch for that one. Um, and that's it. That's all we got for, uh, for, uh, what was that? Poor posture of the week. We got no, has Triple M sorted these emails out? Yeah, it looks like it. We got no, we got no listen to this fuck shit. And it looks like we do have some advice here. Let's move into the advice. Um, what do we got here? What do we got here? That's a bit, that's too long. Yeah, that's too long, guys. Um... What's this one? This will do. This one. Coming in from Troy. Soon I'll have an adopted sibling. Nervous. And I want to ask you for help. My family are adopting soon and I'm sort of excited and very nervous. I had a few questions I wanted to ask to make the situation a little clearer. And I don't know if, you, if you've listened to this for a long time, Troy. But... I actually used to work for a fostering agency, so I might actually be, I might actually have some real advice for you instead of, um, instead of just curse words and, and, um, you know, 
other things like that. Let's see. Let's hear more. Firstly, I'm an only child and I'm not quite sure how things are going to go having a sibling. So I would, I would appreciate if anyone could just explain their experience with having an adopted sibling. Secondly, she's vision impaired. I don't know whether or not it's partial or complete, but I know it's obviously enough to mention. With this, I'm looking, um, I guess that's no pun intended, brother, but let's keep going. With this, I'm looking for some... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> With this, I'm looking for some advice on what I could do to help out and make life a bit easier without coming across like I'm just helping the disabled kid. Um, you sound very... You sound pretty accepting Troy which is good um you know, of course you're nervous and that's that's all right uh, let's 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 finish this last paragraph here lastly in general i'm guessing it's a terrifying experience going and living with a new family and having to adjust so i'd like anyone who's been on either side of the experience to give me any advice on how to act things to do not to do um to make it a pleasant experience I'm guessing she'll be trying her best to make things work and I want to do the same. Well, I'm, I'm wondering how old the kid is. I'm wondering how old you are. Um, usually when you adopt, the child will come with a pack um, with uh, information on what they enjoy doing, what they don't enjoy doing, fears, allergies, things like that. Also, with any disabilities, um, it will come with... Uh, usually there's interviews and things like that. There's um, They'll give you things like... Um, they'll, they'll give you information sessions on how to help. And also depending on the age of the, the kid that you're adopt, your family's adopting, don't be afraid to ask the kid. Um, is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anything, Hey, what do you like doing? Let, let me do it with you. Do you, you know, um, you know, I don't know how vision impaired this, this kid is, but do you need, um, does she like being read to? Does she like watching movies with giant subtitles on there so she can... Well, she doesn't need subtitles, does she? So she can maybe listen to a movie. Does she like podcasts? Does she want to listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Is she old enough to listen to me talk my shit? Um, she's, she probably, being in the system, has a lot of systems, tips, tricks, and... And things in place to navigate life with a visual impairment. Um, I would let her take the lead. And again, no pun intended on um, you know seeing eye dogs or anything like that. That was that was that was a sincere suggestion. I would I would uh, I would ask her how she likes things to go. Um, if there's any yeah, if there's anything you can do, um, anything like that. Uh, I dude. You sound very caring and accepting, and I think you're going to be fine, man. I think um, I, I, I'm glad that you wrote in. Um, I do wonder how old you are. Uh, yeah, I wonder how old you are because you sound very accepting, and um, I'm kind of proud of you if you if you're young and if you're older than. Uh, I don't really give a fuck because um, you sh you're supposed to treat people right. <laughs> But um, nah, dude, it certainly uh, ain't gonna be no problem. You understand? We need that to move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Um, now this one, this one seems wild. Um, and this one is from a girl named Tara. Nope. Sorry, sorry, guys. Amelia, I clicked on the wrong email. Um. 
let's listen to this from Amelia. I went to a party on Saturday night with a guy I like. Good start. Oh, sorry, that's not even the subject title. Let's read the subject. Can it be rape if you don't have a chance to say no? And I regret immediately saying good start because this sounds like it's going to go sideways really quickly. So the subject from Amelia is, can it be rape if you don't have a chance to say no? Um, And then the body here says, I went to a party on Saturday night with a guy I like. We had some vodka and beer and we started kissing. Uh, We went into a spare bedroom and shut the door. After we had sex, I expected to cuddle, but instead of his, instead, one of his friends came in. The guy I like said his friend was lonely because his girlfriend just dumped him and I could help him feel better. I got up to get dressed and leave the room, but his friend grabbed me and covered my mouth. Then he forced himself inside me. I'm sorry for going silent. Uh... But you got raped. Um, sorry, guys, it's gone a bit dark, but let's let's plow through it here. Um, no, again, no pun intended. Um, after he said, sorry, that was inappropriate. Uh, after he said he knows I enjoyed it and we could keep this to ourselves, I got dressed and got myself home. Not sure what to do now. I stayed home from school today because I'm not feeling good. So can it be rape if you don't actually say no? Listen here, Amelia. Yes, it can be rape. Yes, it was rape. Um, you got raped by the second dude and the first dude was an accomplice. Um, those guys obviously talked and said, let's run a train on Amelia. And I, I don't mean to be crass, but the guy you like is a piece of shit. The guy you like is a piece of shit. Um, he's just as bad as the first guy. And I, I would say you need to report them. Uh, because even though it's already happened to you and we can't do anything about that, um, we can stop it happening to somebody else and you need to, you need to report them. Um, and I would seek professional mental health assistance. Even, I mean, you said you're not feeling good. Um, and that's completely normal. Um, but I wouldn't wait for the wheels to completely fall off. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, I, uh, I feel sick. I feel sick from this email and, uh, I would be reporting this either to a school counselor. If you're in school, um, it sounds like you're in school. I went, I went to a party on Saturday night with a guy I like, uh, we had some vodka and beer and we started kissing in a spare room. Yeah. You got raped Amelia. And you, you need to tell somebody, uh, this isn't okay. Um, I know you probably feel you're trying to justify what happened by saying that you didn't say no, you know what else you didn't fucking say? Yes. And you also said, let me go back here. What does this say? Um, I got up to get dressed. He, he, he grabbed me covered my mouth and forced himself inside me. Now, you used that language. I think you know what happened to you, but you maybe you're trying to, uh, I don't know, protect these dudes. Uh, someone needs to know about this. Someone, um, yeah, no, this isn't okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, Amelia. I need to move on. Um, 
uh, I wish I had your details. I'll, I'll, I'll write back to the email as well in case you're not listening. Um, and I don't want to wait until this episode comes out tomorrow. Um, I want to actually uh, reach out to you. So I will send you an email and I'll give you my number if you do want to call me. Um, I have a bachelor in psychology, but I'm not, I am not a psychologist. So, um, if you do want to call me though and discuss, we can, um, come up with a little plan of what to do. So I will be writing back to you. Um, I'll, 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 I'll end this episode in the next, uh, probably 10 minutes and, um, and get right onto that. Um, but that was pretty dark. So let's see if we can find someone that I can make fun of before, we uh before we before we leave here um because that's that's pretty wild um let's go here this one's from claire and, and the girls love the uh, advice segment oh man i'm a bit my and my energy's all fucked up after that so I, I could take a break but i will just plow on through here um my boyfriend says he'll dump me if I cut my hair. And Claire, I've already, before I read the actual email, that was just the subject line. Before I read this, I'm going to tell you what to do. Go get your fucking hair cut. Rock up to his place. And um, with, with short hair and say, it's over, motherfucker. Like that. And then turn around and walk away and don't even, don't even look back. And make sure you're wearing tight pants. <laughs> I don't know if that was... Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that was appropriate, but <laughs> let's see what you got to say. My hair is about 60 centimeters long right now. And I hate it so much. I bet because you know who, whose hair I hate so much mine. And it's about, it's about, um, 15 centimeters long. So, or maybe longer than that. Um, it constantly gets caught in stuff. It takes so it takes ages to brush is super painful to brush. It makes me feel claustrophobic and panicky. It often looks crap because it gets messy so easily. It's heavy. Um, that putting it in ponytails and buns hurts because it pulls on the roots so much. And I don't know how to do any braiding crap to keep it neat. I also live in Australia. So it's super fucking hot constantly and my hair works as an insulator making me hotter. And guess what, Amelia? I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm Australian. Um, I live in Adelaide. And uh, let me tell you this, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now and I'm uncomfortable. So I don't even know what it'd feel like to have extra hair over my back right now. Let's keep going. I've been wanting to lob it all off for a while and go for a more masculine style haircut for all the reasons listed above. Now, listen here, Claire, you clearly, you clearly straight. You've got a boyfriend. Why do you, let's not go masculine. Let's still go feminine, but let's just go short. You know, you've been, you know, have you been showing your boyfriend pictures of mullets. Cause you know, I'd probably say I'd dump you too. If you want to get a mullet or something wild, you know, if you want to, you know, more masculine, if you want to get a haircut, like fucking, you know, um, you know, Vin Diesel, you know, fucking, you know, you want to go, you want to get a baldy or, um, you know, if you want to get, you want to get a haircut, like fucking, you know, Johnny Knoxville, you need to probably reconsider and just go for a shorter feminine haircut. Let's keep going. I mentioned this to my partner, but he's super against it and says he wouldn't find me attractive and probably would leave me. And that's, and you know, now that you said you want to look like a dude, then yeah, 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 I understand. 
Um, a friend of mine cut her hair off recently and he thinks I'm only doing this because she did. Uh, I'd say that's something to do with it. I'd say that's partly what to do with it. I'd say all the reasons you said earlier are part of it. Um, but now you feel like braver and she probably looks good and you're like, I want to look good. Um, you probably do look good though. Your name's Claire. I, I used to, my first ever crush, her name was Claire Wadey. Um, and I shouldn't have said her first name. I mean, her full name. Um, cause now I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I should uh, divulge the rest, but this was in, I think reception or maybe, maybe first grade. Uh, and for the Americans reception in Australia is, uh, I think they call it kindergarten in the U S but, um, she was my first crush and I, I've seen her recently and, um, uh, you know, you don't always, you don't always end up the, the way that maybe people think you're going to end up looking. That's all. That's all. Um, but I've explained all the reasons and he witnesses me taking an hour to brush my hair and I'm sure it pisses him the fuck off too. An hour? God damn it. Just want to go to breakfast, man. It was, wanted to go to breakfast at nine o'clock. It's 1130 now, you know? Any pointers for making him get on board with the idea or for dealing with my hair? Sit down, show him um, a picture of the haircut you want, whether it's masculine or feminine, but shorter. If he can accept it, no, fuck that. It's not his decision. Do what I said earlier. Cut your fucking hair, rock up and say, I don't want to be with you anymore because I want to make my own decisions. And he might, and you might look fucking sexy than a motherfucker. And he'll be like, no, no, I like it. Be like, I don't give a fuck. You didn't like it before. You didn't like it before I did it. And I was all nervous getting this haircut and I don't want to feel like that. I don't want you to have that control over me. It's over. I deserve I deserve someone that can allow me to make my own decisions, to be an individual, can love me for me. Say some shit like that and get the fuck out of there. I like that advice, dude. I like that shit. I feel like I'm fucking, you know, I'm getting the hang of this advice shit, dude. I don't always have to make jokes, but also don't get a haircut that makes you look like Johnny fucking Knoxville either. You know, it's not, you know, that's not dope. Um, but shit, that was easy, Claire. That was easy. And I wonder, and cause Claire, Claire Wadey, she had long hair. So I wonder if you are her. And if so, I, uh, I apologize for the mean thing I just said, but, uh, we need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Anyway, um, that's it for me today. This is the welcome to the potty podcast, man. Make sure you rate and review us five stars. Um, please, please go ahead and, um, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. There is a referral bonus on offer if you do. If you know a single parent that could use um, a break from parenting for a night or a weekend, Welcome to the Potty is happy, happy to provide um, some childcare for you and a, and, a, and a nice dinner or a weekend away. Think about that. Um, if you know somebody that could use that, nominate them, send, send us an email, send us a DM, whatever. Um, and, uh, if you want to support the welcome to the potty podcast, make sure that you go to welcome to the potty.com slash store and buy yourself a, uh, you know, a, uh, butter soft, you know, soft as baby thighs, fucking unsourced t-shirt. 5% of all sales are going to Movember this month. Okay. Um, I hope it's payday for you guys. If it ain't, I know it's coming soon, dude. And, um, 
you know, this has been Welcome to the Party. I love you guys, man. I love you guys. This is the best part of my fucking week, and I, I mean that shit. I love you guys, so make sure that you love yourselves. This has been Welcome to the Party, and as always, bang, bang. Baby, you're gone too. Baby, you're gone too.